Hello, and welcome to Calming the Chaos. I'm Tracy Canella, and I'm here to help you learn all about chaos, how it can show up in your life, and how you can learn to manage it. You may be wondering who I am and what I know about chaos. Well, I'm a licensed mental health counselor with over 16 years of experience counseling people who struggle with some really difficult situations. And I've had even more experience successfully managing my own chaotic life. So the purpose of this podcast is not to tell you what you should and shouldn't do to calm the chaos in your life. Rather, this podcast will offer you a new way of looking at and managing chaos through my own personal stories. I'll also offer you some tips, tools, and techniques I've learned from my education, training, and experience as a counselor, and as someone who has learned how to move through chaos and toward a peaceful, more enjoyable life. As you listen to this podcast, just know that although I am a licensed mental health counselor, this podcast is not a substitute for counseling or psychotherapy. If you're really struggling with something and you don't have a counselor, I strongly recommend that you find a licensed counselor in your area. You can do this by calling your local crisis line or by going to www.psychologytoday.com and doing a search for counselors in your area. That being said, now let the chaos begin. In this episode of Calming the Chaos, we'll be talking about a situation of chaos that is actually happening right now in our world. In February of 2020, the coronavirus. Now, the reason I'm doing a podcast on this world event is because my previous podcasts have been mainly about managing perceived chaos. So if you'll recall from my first podcast episode, perceived chaos is stressful but non-life-threatening. Those things that feel chaotic and those things that one tends to perceive as disorganized, random, or intense, and that are just too much to handle like a fear of flying or an argument with a friend or a family member or just looking at the mail or your hall closet. But what I'm going to be talking about in this podcast is real chaos. This is when there are life-threatening emergencies, which include anything uncontained, such as natural disasters, floods, fires, traffic accidents with fatalities, mass shootings, riots, power outages, and in this case, a viral epidemic. In this podcast, I'm going to talk about when events happen around the world and people are forced to take action to survive for their lives. And I'll also mention what it's like for people who are watching this on the news. So the intention of this podcast is to give you tips, tools, and techniques to help you cope with any mental chaos you may have when you hear news of chaos, and in this case, an uncontained virus, around the world. And then also to see how the people who are directly involved in these situations are handling their chaos. So let's just jump right in. As I mentioned before, the situation in the world that has occurred and to date has appeared to be chaotic is the coronavirus. So this was covered in my first podcast, but I think it's worth revisiting now. Does the coronavirus meet all of the criteria for chaos. 
Well, as far as we know, chaos is A, complete disorder, B, unpredictable behavior, C, random or intense situations, D, small changes that happen in bundles or are sensitive in nature, E, disorganized, and F, my favorite, a confused mass or mixture. So let's consider the coronavirus and see if it actually meets the criteria for chaos. The coronavirus is not a new thing. However, a new version was reported in Wuhan, China in December of 2019 by a doctor who thought he saw a strain of the coronavirus. He promptly notified the government who told him to keep quiet and not say anything about the virus. After the fact, there were deaths connected to the coronavirus. In fact, the doctor who alerted the authorities actually died from the virus. To date, 60,000 cases of the coronavirus have been reported, and the death toll from this new coronavirus has surged past 1,500. And just today, France has reported its first death outside the Asia-Pacific region. So how does the coronavirus meet the definition of chaos? Well, it's uncontained because we don't know how to actually quarantine these people who are affected and keep them from contaminating other people. There is unpredictable behavior from the virus, actually, because we don't know what it's going to do next. It's random. We don't know where it's going to appear next. And it's intense because the efforts that we have tried to make to contain this virus are intense and affects families. Some need to be quarantined and some are okay. An example is the Pacific Diamond cruise ship. Some families have been separated. This is disorganized. And a confused mass or mixture, we really don't know what to do about it right now. And so I would say yes, The coronavirus does meet the criteria for chaos. Now, I know that we are working to contain it, but right now, to date, it is still out of control. In fact, I want to say that as a person who watches the news pretty mindfully, I noticed myself getting a little bit alarmed, especially when I was in Target last week, just buying some nail polish or hairspray or something like that. And I saw an Asian woman with a face mask on. And I was wondering, is she protecting herself from the coronavirus or is she protecting us by wearing that face mask? After I took a big breath and thought, Tracy, stop worrying about this, I continued on my way. But I started to think about how other people might perceive this picture. A woman who is Asian in Target wearing a face protector mask. So here's how I handled hearing about the coronavirus as a person who lightly listens to the media and news stories about it. Well, I don't know how this story popped up on my news feed, but I did hear about the doctor who reported the first cases of this outbreak to the authorities in China and that China told him to stay quiet and ignore it. His name was Li Wenlang. And he died of the virus in the early hours of Friday, February 7th, 2020, at the Wuhan Central Hospital, where he worked. 
And this follows a series of conflicting statements about the condition of the hospital and the Chinese state and all this stuff. I actually heard an interview from him. He could barely breathe. His family was affected as well. But what I did was started to breathe, started to check the facts. Actually, it was funny because I was coming down with a little bit of a cold that day. And a part of me wanted to panic, but I said, what is true right now is that I am fine. I've not been exposed. It's in China. It's fine. But what about those people who are in China? In fact, I'm thinking of those on the Diamond Princess cruise ship. Now, there were 3,700 people on board that cruise ship. At first, there were 10 passengers that were testing positive for the coronavirus, and then 41 more. There were people in quarantine. There were empty hallways. Nobody was eating because they didn't know if the food was contaminated and that was what was causing the virus to spread. And oh my goodness, these people and how they handled it. I just want to say that I really admire how these people are handling this chaotic situation. Here's an example. One lady, she's from the state of Oregon. She was separated from her husband while she was in quarantine because she tested positive for the coronavirus. She was in a hospital for three days. And what she was doing was she was using social media to tell her friends that she was fine that she didn't have a whole lot of symptoms, that she would be well. She was handling it by watching TV, movies, and just talking to friends through the social media. She also talked about some of the negative responses she had received from friends, kind of like they were drawing back from her and didn't want to ever see her, like the don't come near me thing. But she was handling it in a way that was really positive. I'm going to get better. I'm going to see my husband. It's going to be fine. I'll be able to live my life. This is just a detour from the plan of my life. So that's one of the ways that a person handled being exposed to this coronavirus. There was another person on that cruise ship, a male in his 60s, and he was told he wasn't on quarantine, and that he would receive updates every two hours. Well, he said he did not receive those updates and also had not been given food for over 12 hours. This gentleman is diabetic, and he said, I could go into a coma if I don't eat soon, but that would be too late. Nobody would care then. I'm not really sure if that was an effective way for him to think about what he was going through, but that's the way somebody handled it. He was angry. And he was resentful and probably scared because when you're diabetic, you do need to eat and keep your blood sugar levels even all the time. There was a third incident on this Diamond Princess cruise, and they did not test positive for symptoms of the coronavirus. And they were told to just check each day for symptoms, take your temperature, do what you need to do. But they felt like sitting ducks. What does that mean anyway? Sitting ducks. Well, I think sitting ducks just seem to mean that they're just sitting there waiting to be shot. I'm not thinking that's a very positive way to view the situation that you're in, but that's the way some of the passengers did view it, especially the ones who didn't test positive. It was interesting to me that the people who didn't test positive were feeling like they were more victimized than the people who actually did test positive. 
And finally, there was a family, and they weren't separated. And I remember seeing this one lady on social media saying, we're very fortunate that our family was able to stay together because we weren't separated. We were quarantined, but we consider ourselves lucky that we hadn't been separated from our children. How they coped with it, exercising, stretching, using social media to chat with friends and family. They were playing games with their children. They were watching movies, but they were in general missing out on life events that they wanted to do, but they were trying to make the most of it. There's an update about the coronavirus as of today, the 15th of February, 2020. So those now who choose to return to the United States on a charter aircraft will be required to undergo another 14 days of quarantine once they reach the United States. The press says, We understand this is frustrating and it is an adjustment, but these measures are consistent with the careful policies we have instituted to limit the potential spread of the disease. This is the way I have been able to deal with this because I know that my friends that I don't even know because I've heard about it in the media. These people are people. Even though I don't know them, they are people. They're in another part of the world from me, but I empathize with them. And so the skill I'm going to teach you today when the media reports tragedy happening to other people and you have empathy for them is called the NICE method, N-I-C-E. And I made this up this week, just to be able to cope with all this chaos that's going on with the coronavirus. The N in the NICE method is notice. Notice the feelings in your body. This again has to do with being mindful and noticing when you're starting to panic, like I did when I was in Target and saw that Asian lady with a mask over her face. Notice the feelings in your body and breathe into them. Identify that's the I in the NICE method, and validate your emotions. So validating your emotions is simply telling yourself that your emotions make sense. So in the situation with myself in Target, I identified that my emotion was fear, and I validated it because I said, yes, of course, it makes sense. You are afraid. There is an Asian lady. She has a mask on her face. She is in the same area as you. You are afraid you may get the coronavirus. So that was a fleeting thought, but I did tend to it right away, which I was pretty proud of. I said, Tracy, you are safe. You are fine. The C in the NICE method is calming the body. Using soothing techniques such as breathing and touching something soft or smelling something sweet or looking at something visually appealing, distracting yourself from your thoughts, being in the present moment, looking around the room and describing it, looking at the colors and identifying all the red colors or all the blue colors or all the green colors, just calming the body down using soothing techniques. You can use heat or cold or scent or touch or hearing. Sometimes music helps a lot just to take you away. And the E in the NICE method is to evaluate your connection to the source. How much news do you really want to hear anyway? For me, I like to consider myself a mindful news consumer. That is, I'll check in every day, or maybe I won't. But I know the news will find me, so I just kind of trust that I'll know what I need to know, and I won't know what I don't need to know. 
In fact, I don't go looking around for things. I just see what's in front of me. But that's not what everybody does. In fact, here are the choices. One, you can be an obsessive news listener, and you can just obsess over the news, and you can continue to dig for stories and news and information in our world, which is fine as long as it doesn't affect your life domains in any negative ways. You can be a regular news listener, like every night, watching the evening news or every morning, checking in with the morning news. Or you can be a mindful news listener like I described that I am, just sort of letting the news find you. And when the news finds you, being able to check the facts and be mindfully aware of how the news is affecting you and just being a noticer of the news without judgment. And the other way to evaluate your connection to the news is a no news at all listener, which by the way, I've tried, it really doesn't work. Because whether you receive your news from the radio or the television or your next door neighbor, it will find you if you have contact with people. Aside from the NICE method, some of the ways that I've dealt with knowing that the coronavirus is out there is to think positive thoughts for those people who are affected. I could also donate money to help with the cause if there was a charity or a foundation or some sort of resource that I could donate money to. But I think what I have done is to be able to think positive thoughts and direct my positive energy toward the people who are struggling in these areas and who are affected by the coronavirus in any way. Whether it's I've tested positive and I can't be with my family, or I've tested positive and I can be with my family, but I'm limited, or I'm testing negative and I'm scared I'll test positive sometime, or I'm testing negative and I'm in quarantine and I haven't been given food and I can't eat and I'm diabetic. Just sending positive energy out to those people, those precious people who are affected by the coronavirus. So in closing, whether you're affected by real chaos or whether you're affected by the media's portrayal of real chaos others are experiencing, you can use the NICE method. Notice the feelings as you feel them in your body. Identify the emotions as you feel and validate them. Calm your body by using breathing and self-soothing techniques. And from there, you'll find a calmer place in your mind to deal with the real chaos that is happening in your life. This method will give you a nice way of handling this chaos. Thank you for listening to Calming the Chaos. If the information in today's podcast was helpful, please consider subscribing and share it with your friends. You can find this podcast on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, and on YouTube. On Apple Podcasts and on YouTube, you can subscribe, rate, and review the podcast, which would really be helpful to me because I value your support and your feedback. If you have any trouble finding the podcast, just go to my website at www.lokahicounseling.com. That is L-O-K-A-H-I-C-O-U-N. S-E-L-I-N-G dot com. And go to the podcast tab and click on the link to the podcast, Calming the Chaos. 
Also, on my website, there's a link to a CD I created called On This Day. This CD teaches you nine processes you can use throughout the day to quiet your mind. And all of them are less than 10 minutes long. So check it out. Finally, you can visit my open Facebook group called Calming the Chaos for the latest updates on my podcast and for more resources and insights. I look forward to sharing my next podcast episode with you. In the meantime, take care.